Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is your main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who is currently in your house. I am Troy, and with me as always is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the diesel to my Shawn Michaels. What up, Greg? I'm Big D. I like it. (laughs) Gonna give him the Big D. Apparently, he sells weed now. Wait, Kevin Nash sells weed now? Cardona and Meyer said on their podcast. <laughs> what the hell? Yep. Uh, always making money, man. <laughs> he's, he's just a businessman through and through. Uh, I, I wonder if he's got, like, cool names for his weed that are, like, wrestling-related. <laughs> it is called... Wow. <laughs> it's called Jackknife. <laughs> hell, Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. I love that. That's that's great. That's a, that's a story I didn't expect to hear today, but <laughs> here we are. Jack right, Weed. Oh, oh. Man, I, I, I bet he made a killing at the last GCW show he was at. <laughs> oh man. But either way, today, man, we're going back to a year that uh well, it's it's an interesting year. I'll say that. 1995. And, uh, well, there was more misses than hits this year, I think. But uh, like you and I discussed, not everything was bad. There was just a lot of, like, why is this happening kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, right. So, and, and that's in all companies, all right? Like, ECW sucked. I know. Hold on to your hats for that one. I just I broke some new ground there. Uh, WCW was fairly boring, but I feel like they were in a, I don't know, they were in a state of flux at this point because Nitro was born over the summer. Hulk Hogan was in for like the first actual full year at this point. Uh, they were trying to make the giant a thing. And yeah, so, and then uh, Brian Pillman ends up joining the Four Horsemen at one point. So there's that too. And then uh, on the WWF side, it was just a lot of, I don't know, man. I feel like uh, they were trying some different stuff. They were trying to make some things happen, making some moves, and it was just like, eh, some things hit, but not everything. And we're going to be talking about that today. You and I have talked about, they always blame, for some reason, because he was a champion, I guess, they always blame Diesel. Like, oh, 95 sucked because he was the champ. You know, like he was the deciding factor in whether or not people were going to, you know, tune in for a two hour show or whatever. I just love how that's the narrative when numbers are down across the board. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, take take the belt off them. The, you know, the, the numbers are down. Like, you know, like. Well, I, after I, Survivor Series 95, they jumped. 
Jones. Yeah, right. Well, and my thing was, like, I think Diesel was one of the things keeping less people from tuning out. Him, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, maybe Bam Bam at the time. You know, there were there were very few people on on the top of the card that really freaking mattered. Uh, Razor, but I yeah, don't know. Um, he's on his way out, though. I mean, I guess so he's Nashville. Yeah, him and him and Nash are about to be uh, gone uh, in '96, and they're really going to set the woods on fire. But WWF is still yeah, trying to. Opinion. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> WWF is uh, is still trying to. It's it's weird to say they were trying to find themselves when the company was as old as they were and as successful as they were. But seriously, at this time, it was uh, the new generation wasn't exactly uh, booming. But we'll talk about it and whether or not we think 95 really deserves all the hate it gets. And there's plenty of news to talk about today. This was an interesting time all across the board. We're going to pause right quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks all one word for 15% off your order. And before we get into our first break here, uh, now that we're done telling you to buy other people's stuff, come buy our stuff. We have a bonfire store and a Redbubble store we'll talk to you more about in the break. It's got great merch in there. You can get it going into October. We've got a breast cancer awareness uh, T-shirt. I know we're about, you know, uh, we're in September right now, but it's crazy to think that we're already almost there. I know. It's like, oh, man, it's about to be. What the hell happened to 22? <laughs> I know. I always considered the holiday season, quote unquote, start to start with Halloween. It's like you get Halloween next month. You get Thanksgiving and Black Friday. The next month you get Christmas and New Year's. It's like bam, 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 right in a row, and then nothing <laughs> for for months. So Veterans Day's in there too, right? Is it? I forget the date of yeah, Veterans Day. Yeah, I think it's in October. Is it Veterans Day? Uh, is. maybe. Have to look at, it's usually on a Monday, isn't it? Uh, I feel Columbus like it's the first Day Monday. The, Columbus Day, that's what. It is. Yeah, Columbus Day is on the tenth, and yeah, and then Halloween's on the thirty-first. That actually falls on a Monday this year, but yeah, we're gonna have some fun in October. But we're still gonna have fun here in September. Talk about in your house. Buy our merchandise, by the way. We'll talk about that going into the break, and we'll bring you the news right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store Slash main event marks. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. 
I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Oh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah brother, that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared the room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go movie. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, 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 it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code MAINEVENT. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT to save 10% at checkout. And I know why you're listening to this podcast because you want to hear about wrestling. You don't want to hear 
about politics and you don't want to hear about the news. You want to keep it strictly about wrestling and have fun. And that's what Greg and I strive to do here on this show as well. And another thing we love is coffee. And if you love coffee, you'll love coffee brand coffee, quality coffee with no gimmicks, fresh roasted to order. Are you ready to ditch your coffee gimmick? Coffee brand coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sources direct from farms around the world. You can go to our special link down in the podcast description. It is coffeebrandcoffee.com. And you can use our special promo code main event at checkout. That'll get you 5% off your order. Again, that's coffeebrandcoffee.com. And at checkout, use promo code main event. Save yourself 5% at checkout and get yourself some gimmick free, fresh roasted to order coffee at coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code main event. It is news and notes time. 1995. Uh, is is it going to suck this week? <laughs> uh, if, any, if anybody no. checks out, no, it's good. To anybody that it's checks out, our, uh, <laughs> ah, nice. To anybody that checks out our YouTube, uh, go subscribe to that. I I posted a short. It's called Re- Greg regrets his decisions, <laughs> 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 and uh, and you'll you'll see why uh, if if you go check that out. It's uh, it's it's funny. I'm anyway. not an energy drink guy, but I will back this Guru energy drink because it's actually really good, and there's not a lot of bad stuff in it. You know, like high amounts of uh, sugar and stuff. Yeah, Greg is all about that health stuff, and uh, I should be too. I try to be. Yeah, I should be too, but uh, I don't always drink and eat what's the best for me. But either way, yeah, who does? <laughs> uh, getting into this first one here, it's about the Monday Night Wars. Week two of the Monday Night War ended up being a draw, but Uncle Dave liked Nitro better. Raw actually scored slightly. Oh, well, then that's the winner. <laughs> exactly. Raw actually scored slightly higher with a 2.5 to Nitro's 2.4, but Dave considers it something of a victory for Nitro because the main event was Flair versus Pillman, which was barely advertised and then didn't happen anyway. So clearly, hanging in there that strongly is something of a victory in itself. Yeah, he's got to have some asterisks on there, doesn't he? <laughs> well, plus the fact that, you know, week two of the show and it's already like neck and neck with Raw, which has been on the air for a while now. And that's it's not bad. Pretty good for them. But there is no serious discussion of Raw going live every week to counteract uh, Nitro's sudden ratings win with live shows. I mean, production costs alone would be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, talk to us. Well, WWE will never do well with live TV. Yeah. Uh, talk to us again in about two years and we'll, we'll <laughs> see where you're at. It's still crazy to me to think about there was a time when they used to film like two or th- didn't they like do one live, one raw live and then do like tape the next two or something like that. My knowledge is they would do one raw live and then tape the next week's or the week after that, the Tuesday after the live one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I knew they, they always taped at least one. And what's what's weird is like I thought that was bad. And then you get to the era of impact wrestling where they would tape like a whole month's worth of shows in one fell swoop. It's like even a couple times where they taped the show for after a pay-per-view. Yeah. The worst one I ever saw was like 
you know, the, the internet is a thing, guys. And it's been a thing for a while now. And social media and all that. It I was think it's going to catch on here very soon, too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, when when uh, TNA did uh, the, the heel turn, the big heel turn for Robert Roode, where he turned on James Storm and won the, won the TNA title, well, they, they held a house show after filming like two weeks of TV. He wasn't even the number one contender yet on TV, but he's showing up at the house show as a heel world champion. Like, what? Even WWE well, would would pay attention to that stuff. They're like, all right, you haven't won the belt on TV well, yet, so give it back to the guy. Now hang on, though. They just did that with Tyler Bate. But I think they're out is they're getting rid of NXT UK. Yeah, something like that. I don't think they care that much. They're like, eh, it's going down anyway, whatever. So, and I don't know what the ratings are for it, but I'm going to assume that, you know, they wouldn't be get, getting rid of it if it was, you know, doing gangbusters. I could I don't be wrong. Know about ratings but, mattering because it only streams on Peacock. So, yeah, well, there's still the streaming numbers, is what I'm, I'm referring to, not necessarily like TV. I don't ratings, think they but, pay attention to those, honestly. I really don't. I think it's just a deal. Like, I really don't think that's the thing because I've never seen anyone talking about it, good, bad, and different. Well, well I'm going to assume that they're doing pretty decent with certain things that they stream. I mean, I, they, I, I you know, take like, that back. I did hear that this SummerSlam was the most watched SummerSlam in history. But I don't. Yeah. So like Peacock isn't going to keep Peacock isn't going to want to keep streaming their stuff if they're doing like crap ass streaming numbers. So obviously they're not, you know, they're doing well and they're making Peacock money. So I mean, it's, it's actually that, not going away either. It's just becoming NXT Europe. Yeah. So more or less expand. Yeah. I'm going to assume they're probably going to make that more of a training ground style and try to make NXT kind of, uh, I don't know, almost like a third brand again. Because right now, they, it seems like when they went to 2.0, they really focused on, it's like, all right, these guys are only going to be here for a limited amount of time. They're new. They're, you know, they're going to improve. And then we're going to call them up. And occasionally we'll send big stars down there to, you know. And that's the way uh, it should like, be. As a recording this past week, I felt like everybody from Raw SmackDown that was on NXT was on NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean. Because, I mean, they do that stuff with, like, uh, back when they had Ohio Valley Wrestling. They would send the big stars down there every, every once in a while because they're like, oh, we're going to put you in the ring with our, you know, top prospect or whatever to see how you hang in there. You know, that kind of stuff. So that that only bodes well for whoever they're in the ring with. This one, speaking of the, the war here, this is the first, quote unquote, shot across the bow from WCW that we're talking about here. The WWF is now claiming that Lex Luger still has a valid contract through January. Luger, meanwhile, has been claiming all along that he was working without a contract for months and could have left whenever he wanted. Luger's claim is wow. that <laughs> Luger's claim is that the WWF put whiteout on his original contract and changed the date. Uh, no lawsuit. You, know, has you been, can you can do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, not no lawsuit has been filed by the WWF, although official word from the WWF is that Luger never actually told Vince that he was going to WCW, and Vince only found out when he watched Nitro. I call BS. He didn't watch Nitro. Someone told him. Yeah, right. Well, somebody watched it, because I know uh, Pritchard talked about that. Yeah, uh, Pritchard watched it. Yeah, well, Pritchard said he didn't even get a check, because he, he was in the air on a plane. He said by the time he landed and he walked into his hotel room, Pat was calling him and telling him, hey, guess who was on Nitro? And he's Stephen amazing. Luger, the Lex, the Flex, the USA. I like his how uh, he said <laughs> what he said. He said Pat's uh, 
Pat's exact words were, ah, fuck him, he's our problem now. Okay, then. Uh, uh, but to get out of a contract, you have to give notice within 13 weeks of the expiration or else it rolls over for yet another year, which is what screwed Bret Hart over in 1992. Back in August, Vince and Lex had a meeting, in fact, where Lex informed him a potential WCW deal, and Vince even gave permission to negotiate a deal. Uh, apparently, after Eric Bischoff lowballed uh, Lex in initial negotiations, Luger went back to the WWF and informed them, which resulted in a renewed push at SummerSlam and big plans moving forward. Then Luger signed a deal with WCW on August 31st and apparently oh, never called Vince. <laughs> and apparently never called Vince and told him about it. Okay, uh, yeah, the apparently Vince didn't know. It was a shock to everybody. Uh, because didn't you say he was he was on Raw like the week before or something like that? He was on Raw the week before, and apparently he was at a house show the day before. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, nobody knew, and I know uh, Pritchard's dirty bo- fool. I know Pritchard's bone of contention was uh, he's he said because they were filming that new opening for Raw where everybody's fighting on top of the building, and they wanted Luger in it, and Bruce is like. He's he hasn't signed a contract yet. He's still working without a contract. I don't know if we should put him in this commercial because then we'll have to edit him out and whatever else. And they're like, and he said Vince was like adamant. No, no, he's gonna he's gonna resign. Just put him in there, damn it. Like, all right. So he got in there oh, and oh. sure he's enough, we need him in the commercial. <laughs> well, when people tune into Raw, the first thing they'll see is those biceps. Such a effing man. Good lord. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. You can go back and forth on this one. I, I mean, Eric Bischoff said he purposely lowballed him because he didn't care about him. And he said, uh, when he came in, he was only negotiating with him as a favor to Sting because Luger and Sting were BFFs. So he's like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll offer him the minimum amount I possibly can think of. And if he takes it, Fine. If he doesn't take it, I can say, well, I tried. He didn't he didn't take my offer. Sorry. And apparently Lex wanted out so bad. He just took it. He wanted out for me in that one of the top main cases to go be in the dungeon of doom. <laughs> was that, Lex wasn't in the dungeon of doom. Was he was Yeah. When the or at least was, with them. When Halloween the hell was that? Havoc, Halloween Havoc 95. He's on their side when they screw Hogan. Oh my! Wait, I don't remember that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Jimmy Hart's his manager. He's helping. He helped the Giant win the title. Oh, okay, I, th- I think. Okay, now I think it's coming. Maybe back not an me. official member, but he was with them, so it doesn't matter. Maybe. He was with them. Uh, <laughs> maybe he. Well, like we said multiple times, man, that angle was on fire. So why would well, he yeah. not want to be a part of that? He just ruined your argument. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin uh, Nash ruined my argument. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, the greatest Nash in history, by the way. We had to do something to compete with that Dungeon of Doom angle, which was on fire. <laughs> of course, it was. <laughs> Sullivan, my son. <laughs> Anything involving Kevin Sullivan, I am plugged in and all there for. Take my money. Damn right, take my money. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, well, well, actually, well, you can actually, do. <laughs> actually, I do know what to say. It's something along the lines of. Uh, Shut up and take my money. 
Here you go. Got it in there. Uh, All right. Anyway. That's what I said to her. Good Lord. Uh, moving on to this. Uh, ticket sales were off to a slow start for In Your House 4. So they did a press conference in Winnipeg, you idiot, where they announced the top matches for the October show, including Diesel versus Davey Boy Smith for the WWF title and Shawn Michaels defending the Intercontinental title against Dean Douglas. Ooh. Yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they sent Sean, Paul Bearer, and Ted DiBiase to the press conference, and basically no one showed up outside of one TV station, which was the French one. In fact, the station that carries WWF superstars in the market didn't even show up. And a slight change to the next <sighs> show, The Undertaker will now face Mabel instead of Waylon Mercy. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Now that's to be repetitive, but sign my ass up. Yeah, I mean, hey, that one is going to draw some eyeballs, man. Eyeballs, flies, whatever. It's going to draw. Oh, well, yeah, of course. My gosh. Hey, I just think about this, by the way. You're going to go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say Undertaker with uh, versus Waylon or well versus Mabel instead of Waylon Mercy. I. That's a hell of an upgrade, man. It- Sir, here is a check with my name on it. Write down any number on this piece of paper, and I will pay it. <laughs> there you go. I don't, that only works for main events. But um, Dan Spivey is not that bad a wrestler, and it would have been a skyscraper reunion. So, you know. Oh, my gosh. It would have. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's a lot better than Mabel. Sorry. You know, rest in peace. But he is. Yeah, well, this time, Waylon Mercy had two shot knees, and he could still wrestle better than Mabel. <sighs> yeah, in your house four. Also, though, that- uh, if they're going to send people to Canada to sell tickets. They have probably the the Canadian god at that time, Bret Hart, and you don't send him. Yeah, you and I had talked about you this. You could have Owen Hart. What the hell? This was called, uh, ended up being called the Great White North. You and I talked about this. Oh, original. Like, yeah, right. It's like, okay, you put Davy Boy in the main event. All right, whatever. I get that. You know, he's part of the Hart family, blah, blah, blah. But Bret Hart, I don't even think he was on the card. I think he did commentary. I think he got involved in the match, but I believe he might have did commentary. Don't hold me yeah. to that. Yeah, he was at effing uh, ringside. Like, nobody's buying tickets for that. Hey, unless hey. he's going to sign an autograph for all, what, 4,000 people that showed up? Yeah, right. Well, and it's just like Owen Hart. I think Owen Hart was at ringside. But it's like that again, that's not not selling any damn tickets. Uh let's see. Yeah, Hunter Bruce Helms says when you can't get the Canadians to sell tickets to Canadians, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, hey, look at this card, man. You got uh Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Fatu, the smoking guns versus one, two, three kids that, razor. That's making a difference, Fatu, but yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, Gold Dust versus Marty Janetti. King Mabel versus Yokozuna. Oh, God, that alone. Well, now hold on, though. That's Gold Dust's big debut. So, it was, but he know. took on Marty F. and Janetti. I'm not <laughs> saying it was a good thing. I'm just saying that's maybe what they, their mindset was. Hey, he's debuting. Yeah. I don't know why I'm defending this. Yeah, King, well, and King Mabel versus Yokozuna, like I said, that just, you know. Whew. And then. Yeah. Uh, it ends in the hug around the world. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what I think of? When oh, I, God. 
no, not what I. It's not something I already said. But what I think of when I when I see this match is work rate. <laughs> Does, it's a work match. <laughs> damn right. Yeah, Razor Ramon uh, versus Dean Douglas for the Intercontinental Title. After, by the way, Shawn Michaels delivers hand delivers it to Dean Douglas and gives it up because he got beat up by some Marines. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh my gosh. And then, of course, you know, British Bulldog and Diesel for the WWF title, which, by the way, ended in a disqualification. So, crap on that. I also want to also point out, by the way, it's worth noting that this, these pay-per-views were all 15 bucks. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I know, it's $15, but, you know, back in the 90s, 15 bucks was a lot. But, like, you know, you weren't paying, like, a full 40 bucks or whatever the hell the original big price was. It might have been 30 This might have been half off, but Again, not yeah. I'm just saying, you know. Well, with that. well, what what gets me is like this last sentence I just said. Uh, in a slight change, the Undertaker will now face Mabel instead of Wayla Mercy. Wrongo, the Undertaker is not even on the card. Mabel takes on Yokozuna. So okay, I remember that match happening. It must have been on an episode of Superstars. Yeah, because that match Mabel does will. happen. Yeah, I, yeah, they they do face each other. Not here though. So it's like Undertaker's opponent gets replaced, and then Mabel's opponent gets replaced. Uh, another person leaving here soon. Adam Bomb has a meeting with the head office in the WWF, but he's not coming back. Oh man, they're about to feel that wrath. Wow! <laughs> I really thought you were gonna miss that. Yeah. Right. Uh, somebody who is coming in, though, Tony Norris did, in fact, sign a contract with the WWF. There's no word on his new gimmick yet. Well, he's probably going to make gimmick. a he's <laughs> probably going to make a big Pearl River plunge into the WWF. No, the punchline is his career is going to take a Pearl River plunge, man. Oh, Lord. Just leave the no. comedy to me, please. <sighs> Good Lord. Well, originally, uh, I guess. For anybody who doesn't know, Tony Norris is Ahmed Johnson. Well, I, so, loved, I don't care what he says. Right. I know he screwed himself later, but I was a huge fan when he debuted. Well, so, he had that it factor. Yeah, right. And that theme song just got you on your feet. Badass. That Jim and, uh, and the program plunge itself was awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess the name, they were trying to come up with a name for him, and they were asking Bill Watts. And Bill Watts came up with. Well, I don't Buck- think I don't want Bill Watts' opinion on a black man's name. I'm just saying. Uh, you but go on. I, I I totally understand why you would say that. However, he had a track record for pushing the hell out of top black baby faces, like Junkyard Dog and insert black guy here after Junkyard Dog leaves. That was always the punchline with him. Whereas, like after JYD left, it's like, oh, we have to have another big black baby face to, you know, to well, bring in the African-Americans. You know, you always want to have a wrestler from every demographic that someone can like. I get that. True. But then you hear the but stories about him being racist. I don't get it. Well, the the flip side of that is, like, JR was always saying, he's like, why does it have to be just random black baby face? He's like, you're not finding the next JYD. He's like, just quit focusing on skin color. If the guy gets over, push him. Like, yeah. Like, and I get, you know, JYD, especially at the time, did bring in the black audience because there weren't a lot of top 
black stars in the business. But the people that he was replaced with were awful. (laughs) (sighs) But uh, yeah, apparently he could. Bill Watts came up with the name Buck Johnson. And they were like, we're not calling him Buck. Like, what the hell? So I don't remember. If you use the wrong name in front of the word Johnson ever, you're going to regret it. Buck is one of them. Yeah. Also, Buck sounds like the... Actually, you know what it was? I was going to say it sounds like a white guy name. Remember Uncle Buck? I love that movie. Right. Um, Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's a kind of a um, overweight white guy name. No. I'm thinking, well, when I hear Buck Johnson, I'm thinking of like an old, like, 50s comic, you know, like detective or something. Like, Buck Johnson on right. the case. Like, but somebody came up with Ahmed and they kept Johnson. So there you go. <sighs> Whatever. Was he Muslim? Uh, not in real life, I don't think. It was Ahmed, I mean, I think, though. Yeah. Was a Muslim name. Yeah, Ahmed is is like a an African slash Muslim name. Yeah, but uh, I don't think he actually was. And then the ironic thing is, he wasn't. He had nothing to do with the Nation of Domination at first, uh, but then the Nation uh, on the contrary becomes, had everything to do with him, just not well, he, on their side. <laughs> well, he eventually intertwined with them, whatever. But he wasn't brought in to be like with the Nation or anything like that. But the Nation came in, and their whole gimmick was a lot of them got Muslim names like. Farouk Assad and Kama Mustafa and stuff like that. D'Lo Brown doesn't fit that. Neither did Mark Henry. But, uh, they kind of broke with those ones. Ah, this story is effed up, and I don't know if this is going to ever be on Dark Side of the Ring or what. I don't know if there's going to be enough to make a story or, you know, like a whole episode well, out they, of it. They could. They're talented. Don't question yeah. that. I don't but, know what you're going to say, but I can just tell. They can do it. It's true, but this is kind of a, like a one-time incident. So I don't know if they could make a whole episode, but I don't know. Uh, Tatanka's mystery, a mysterious suspension is now a mysterious firing. There are rumors that it's related to something that happened in December that resulted in a lawsuit from a woman, but no one knows. Did you ever hear about that? No, which tells me it must have been fabricated or or overdone. Or... Yeah, so I mean, unless it was real, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, I never heard anything of it, so I'm going to assume it went nowhere. Yeah, so let me see if I can find uh, actual story here. Uh, you know, while you're looking for that, right. let me tell you something I just realized, too. So, you know, I've been binge-watching uh, 1994, uh, WWE, or from 93. From the start of yeah. the Okay. Right. So, um, I just realized they did the thing where they give Tonka, or uh, Chief J. Strongbow and uh, what's the name of the other... Native American, the real one, Wahoo. Um, they both give him a, a headdress, right? It's like uh-huh. it's like a gorgeous, gorgeous headdress. Okay, and then uh, they a whole thing with IRS comes out and goes, you know, you need to pay a gift tax on that, and starts so becoming a whole thing. And he Good rips Lord. it up, stalks his face, and destroys it, makes him cry. And then I dawned on me, like you know, and like, let's see, this is, this is happening in April. It's happening in April, yeah. So in Fuss. Four months, he is going to turn and join the Million Dollar Corporation and on the same team as IRS. So in four months, a true Native American gets over some white guy ripping up his headdress that's sacred to him. Wow. <laughs> I, just, uh. I just laugh at that. I'm like, that's not something you forgive, especially Native Americans. They take that stuff very seriously. 
Oh, never mind. Yep. I'm anything now. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, man. That's weird. <laughs> well, uh, Tatanka was suspended originally on August 30th, reportedly as a preemptive measure for being named in a lawsuit to be filed by a woman stemming from an incident in Anaheim, California, uh, following a WWF event in late 94. Uh, at Disneyland, of all places. Oh, God. <laughs> right? According to sources, the woman was said to have been drugged, sodomized, and her head shaved on only one side. So what the hell? That's weird. Uh, Kevin Nash reiterated this story in an interview with Kayfabe Commentaries. The woman was having drinks with him and The Undertaker the night prior. When the wrestlers were leaving the hotel the following morning, Nash noticed that she was seated in between two police officers. The hallway was smeared with blood. She had half of her head shaven, and she was crying, reported, uh, reporting the incident to the officers. In the interview, however, Nash presumed the person who did it was Jimmy Del Rey because of similar stories of Del Rey. But similar stories? What the hell? I don't... Why would a gigolo to... need to do that? Right. Uh, during representation by uh, Tatanka's attorney, the facts showed that Tatanka was not involved in the incident at all, and Del Rey was fired from the company. Uh, Tatanka's suspension was lifted, and he returned with full pay to the active WWF roster. As Nash noted in his interview, he knew that Tatanka was not involved at all, but he had been around Del Rey that night, which caused Tatanka to also be named and unfairly suspended. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so... Oh. Jimmy Del Rey, that SOB is to blame for getting zip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I I don't know anything about Jimmy Jiggle Jimmy Del Rey. Apparently he was a piece of crap. I just I just got to the part where he debuted or the Heavenly Bodies debut. And yeah. he's not good. I'm sorry. I know he's passed away, but he was not good. Uh it's okay. If he really did terrible. this and if he, if he really well, did this crap, then he was... I don't know. I don't I don't know. So I'm not going to say yes or no. I don't know. It's not fair. But he was not that good a wrestler anyway. Nope. They never could die. There you go. Maybe an OVW. I... <laughs> yeah, uh, Smoky Mountain, damn it. Oh, Smoky, Smoky Mountain, yeah. Yeah, right. Mother like, effort. Even more Smoky white Daddy, than Ohio Daddy. Valley. Smoky Mountain's the champ. Mother effort. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, Look, I don't crap on Smoky Mountain. They put a lot of guys out in, in, in wrestling. That's great. So, but it's just funny. Smoky Mountain's legit. OBW is WWE territory. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, Jean Pierre Lafitte's eye patch is an actual shoot, as he revealed in an interview that he was shot in the eye with a pellet gun at the age of 12 and lost sight in his one eye. I'm wondering if it was a Red Rider. Oh, oh, yes. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> um, how come he didn't wear it as, as Pierre of the Quebecers then? Uh, I guess he had a glass eye. And that's, that's what he has now is a glass eye. As far as I know. So, it looks uh, real. Know, that kind of adds to the whole uh, PCO thing. Am I you know, getting electrified from the grave? Yeah. He's such an effing yeah. man. I like how he's like a great. He's actually a really good wrestler. Oh yeah, he is. I think he may be better now. Yeah, <laughs> he's a really good wrestler. He's tough as nails. But Bruce Pritchard, for some reason, is fascinated with the fact that he's got only one eye and he can catch a football. <laughs> like, it's tough. 
I mean, Can yeah. Can play I, football? <laughs> uh, they play a form of football. They have the Grey Cup. I like how that's the name of it, by the way. The Grey Cup. Like, could you pick a more bland color? Or is it named after someone? I hope it's named after someone. I hope the uh, I hope my Gold City Warriors win the gold ball this year. <laughs> wait, wait, that's isn't that already taken from Dancing with the Stars, actually? Like that might already be done. Uh, I don't gold know. When I, I think it's something ball. You're not a Harry Potter fan, but uh, when I hear a gold ball, I think of the the snitch, that flying gold ball. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of it. I have not. But... Yeah, it's uh, it's in their game Quidditch. Speaking uh, of gold Potter ball, fans, get that. Gold Dust is about to debut in WWE. I want this time. Good lord. Uh, well, speaking of news or earlier news. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, the same guy, <laughs> this story always gets me. The biggest show of the week was in Montreal on no, uh, September 15th. Diesel versus Jean-Pierre Lafitte was the main event, and the pirate refused to do the job. This was despite the show only drawing 5,800 people after Jacques Rougeau basically promised a 10,000-person sellout. Oh, well. So you mean to tell me fifty percent right though? So that. You mean to tell me that Jacques Rougeau is full of crap? I don't believe you. Uh, Lafitte was so upset at being told that he was taking the power bomb that he basically quit on the spot and said he'd rather lose his job than kill his drawing power in the city. Yeah, a whole fifty-eight hundred people showed up to see you in the main event. That's some drawing power there. In fact, Lafitte said he'd be happy to do the job for Diesel anywhere else in the world, but not Montreal. What is it with people from Canada not wanting to lose there? <laughs> Did, Montreal is what the weird, hell, bro. Like Hulk Hogan or Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, proud Americans, ever refuse to lose in America? Tell me that. I, uh, well, I we're understand in, the logic here. I never will. We're in, we're in D.C., brother. I can't do the job here. It's the U.S. capital. That's barely even the U.S. as it is. So that's a horrible example, but uh, <laughs> I don't get uh, it, it. I've well, never understood the mentality. Well, the situation got so bad that Vince was called at home to personally negotiate with Lafitte, which resulted in a double countout finish. Instead, things weren't helped by Shawn Michaels getting in Diesel's ear and getting him all riled up the whole time. After that, Diesel was cheered about uh, by about half of the crowd anyway. About two years, they're going to hate Michaels a little bit more there, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, I, I laugh at a couple things about this story because uh, Kevin Nash and a couple other uh, people I'm talked about this. I'm on the drawing power part, but yeah, right. go ahead. <laughs> well, a couple funny things about this. The first one was uh, Shawn Michaels, I guess. They said, yeah, he was in Diesel's ear all night. He's like, it's like man, man, screw him. Man. Who's, who's he? He's not going to take your, your finish, huh? He's not going to take the champs powerbomb finish. Uh, who, who's he to get out of that? Huh? And he can't, he can't uh, just lay down for you. Hard to argue with that. Yep. And, uh, and you so, just said like, it all one thing, the champ, his finish. Like you just, you, you wrote it yourself. Yep. And he's like, well, why is he so much better than everybody else? He can't take your finish. And he's like, he's F him. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like F him, make him do the job. You, you make him lay down. And that's like, uh, Nash said he went to Pierre and was like, and Pierre's like arguing with him. And he's like, no, hey, he's like, uh, maybe we do kind of finish. And he's like, no, F you, you get jackknifed and you lay down. <laughs> and it just, and that's when Vince got involved. And then I, I, they, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this point here. 
Yep. You're I, in there, I the world too. champion. I don't care if it's your home. Right. That that doesn't matter. You think you think, you think Steve Lombardi refused to lose in the Barclays Center? Good <laughs> Lord. Well, this, people uh, who don't get that, it's the Brooklyn Brawler, by the way, for people who understand. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> yeah. uh, this was uh, another one that uh, I, I guess before before the match, he was like, oh, we'll go out there. I'll be cheered, uh, you know, uh, about, uh, you know, 90 percent me, you know, maybe 10 percent you. And, and he said during the match, uh, Diesel's got him in a headlock on the ground and he's listening. He's like. I'm hearing them fans. He's like, I don't know. It sounds about like 70, 30 me. You still want to do that double count out? <laughs> <sighs> and I guess after this incident right here is what basically killed Jean-Pierre Lafitte in the WWF. Because after this, in the WWE, yes, with because he's going to go be the amazing French Canadians in WCW in a minute. Exactly. So- and apparently this was the catalyst for the whole thing because nobody wanted to do business with him after this. They said it was super ridiculous. But like, it's not even like he was like, I mean, I still think it's ridiculous with Bret Hart, but at least Bret Hart was, you know, a draw and a big star. Whereas Jean-Pierre Lafitte, who the F was he? He was the awesome pirate. Yeah, because people gave a damn about that, clearly. He's not the Mountie. God. Uh, Speaking of firings, uh, Vader is still not fired from WCW yet. And in fact, they sent a letter to the WWF written in crayon uh, informing them that they should uh, that should anyone speak to Vader before he's officially fired. It's contract tampering. Yeah, that's how it is in football and basketball and baseball and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. It still happens. Okay, you're not going to tap the guy's phone and know everything he talks about. Shut up. Yeah, well, the way they get around that, I guess, like uh, in the WWF, when Nash left, he he couldn't actually negotiate with the with WCW when he was. The way he got around it was Scott Hall could negotiate with them, and he talked to them on behalf of Nash. But you know, in quote unquote hypotheticals. So there you go. Fair and smart. So, yep, because Bischoff uh, what's was the, uh, immoral. Um, um. Not like, more. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's skirting the rules, but not quite breaking them. Because so, Bischoff was like, look, if I can any way get caught for this and, you know, be blamed, he's like, it would be the end of me. So he's like, we got to play the super by the book. So I was like, they couldn't technically do anything because, Na- you know, Nash wasn't negotiating a damn thing. And, and nobody representing Nash <laughs> was doing anything. Hall, you know, I honestly speaking feel- for a friend. I feel like as we speak right now, Cody Rose is doing that for MJF. Call me crazy, but I think he is. So, we'll yeah, see. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> well, meanwhile, He's Steve Austin. Okay, everyone, anyone with a brain knows it's going to happen. So it's happening as we speak. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Steve Austin was fired on September 15th after being in the doghouse for the past year for talking back to his bosses too much. The company oh, saw. Oh, man. You chew gum in class, too? <laughs> oh man! How dare you talk back? Yeah, and now and, uh, that land you're going to change the industry, make a trillion dollars, you dick. Yeah, well, what would his gimmick be in about two two years from here? <laughs> Beating up his boss. <laughs> I always say, Austin is like that Babe Ruth rookie card that someone has, and like, oh, this card's in like black and white, and some fat guy I've never seen before. Throw it away. This man bought said card, knows what it is, sells it for a trillion dollars. Right. That's what that was. That's exactly what that was. 
Well, it, and, and the thing was, like, it, it took a while. Like, it's not like he came right in. It was like, you know, because at first they, they didn't really look at him like, ah, he's a star. They looked at him like, ah, he's a, he's a good hand. We'll, you know, we'll put him in there, whatever. You know, he'll be the ringmaster. We'll see what we can get out of him, you know. And then after a while, it was like, you know, Austin had a brain. So that's what it, you've got to be dedicated. You got to want it. You got to have a brain. And then, yeah, the company's got to see something in you. Yeah. Because he fought for it. He he saw what he wanted to do. He pushed for it. They listened. They're like, all right, we'll see if it gets over. And good Lord, did it get over. It took him breaking his neck and almost ending his life, but it worked. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I, I saw something the other day. It said, uh, well, he's doing fine now and he's walking up right and he's fine. So it all mm-hmm. works. I saw, I saw something the other day. Somebody said, uh, uh, Austin is retired on a on his own ranch out somewhere in Texas, and Vince McMahon is uh, you know, up in northern Reno. Reno. He was in uh, Reno, northern northern uh, California, northern uh, Nevada, I in Texas. Yeah. Well, either way, they said uh, you know Austin's off retired on his ranch, and uh, Vince McMahon left the WWF and dis- or the WWE in disgrace. The Attitude Era finally has a good ending. <laughs> Oh yeah, The Rock is a movie. I saw that. The Rock's a movie star. Kane got canceled. The Undertaker. Yeah, is, uh, he got retired his own. by cancel culture. <laughs> Mick Foley's off being a dude. Uh, <laughs> DX finally took over the business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, life is good for all of them, dude. Yeah, right. Uh, well, this one though, to, to continue on with this, w, uh, the WCW had saw his two hundred thousand dollars a year as a good way to cut costs, especially when he had suffered a tricep injury in Japan and was still six weeks away from being able to come back. Uh, basically, uh, Austin. Oh, okay. uh, basically, like many others in WCW, Austin was caught between two clicks and didn't fit in with the Hogan click or the Flair click. Uncle Dave is not <laughs> sure if. I- is not sure if Austin can go anywhere and make similar money, but the WWF is the most logical place for him to end up. <laughs> Just laughing, laughing because he won't be able to one's quick, so he goes out on his own and revolutionizes, revolutionizes the business on his own. No clicks. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he can Smooth make move, guys. I don't know if he can make that same kind of money in, in, in the WWF that he was making in WCW, Greg. That's it's gonna be a tough one. Well, Yes, the ringmaster probably didn't, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or ice uh, dagger, something you call him, apparently. Yeah, right. Chili McFreeze. Real thing, by the way. Yeah, you re- you remember the Chili McFreeze idea? That was that was no. one of the names pitched. Yeah, I know. <laughs> ice dagger. Uh, yeah. Hey, they got Stone Cold. Okay, they they like twenty percent won their battle. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, Gene Okerlund did, in fact, sign a new deal with WCW, getting a raise from his original $250,000 per year. Uh, he's only making a quarter of a million? To hold a mic, though? <laughs> and I love him. Don't get me wrong. Wow. Uh, come on, Greg. A quarter million of a, a year. I mean, how is he going to survive? Man's got to get a raise. Gotta, come on. Man's got to eat, man. Exactly. How's he going to put his kids through college? <laughs> anyway, uh, WCW had fall well, brawl. On- side hustle was that was that hotline? I forget. So there you go. Apparently, he made Boom. bank on that damn thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he made bank on BS that idiots bought into. 
Um, wow, that sounds so familiar. I was gonna say, I don't, I don't know. It sounds like a guy whose newsletter I'm reading right now. I just, I'm, whatever. Uh, but uh, let's observe this. Uh, WCW had fall brawl on September 17th with a sellout crowd of 6,600 in Asheville, with a buy rate that's uh, already trending way down. That's not great since Hulk Hogan was on the show and he gets 25% of the gross off the top. Uh, Uncle Dave thought that it was. Oh uh, well, it was him versus the Giant. In two different matches, I believe that's in the archives now. Um, oh, fall! No, fall brawl '95. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking Halloween Havoc. Yeah, no, fall brawl sucked too. <laughs> yeah, that one was that was uh, War Games, and the giant does make an appearance, but yeah. But Uncle Dave Why thought that in it was the match. Who knows? But... Right. Uncle Dave thought it was an average show, but at least it was better than it seemed on paper because DDP versus the Renegade ended up being better than they figured it to be. Just well, take a second real quick to, to think about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when your expectation is on the floor, I mean, DDP literally had a match with a broomstick here and he got something out of it. So there you go. Uh, Rick Flair is having eye surgery and won't be able to do his match with Arn Anderson scheduled for Nitro. Yeah, it's okay. They'll reschedule. They'll reschedule it, turn on Sting. Yeah, well, they do happens. have that match. Which pay-per-view was that at? Or did oh, it already well, happen? It was, yeah, it already happened. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the deal to get Too Cold Scorpio from ECW is now dead, so Sabu will be working with Jerry Lynn instead at Halloween Havoc. That does happen. I'm going to say it's Mr. JL, right? Not Jerry Lynn? It is. Yep. Yeah, you better get that right. Sabu versus Mr. JL. There you Effing stupid. This one, this one kind of made me laugh. Jimmy Hart told a story about running into Ted Turner in an elevator where Ted proudly told him, quote, we're really kicking Vince's ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. You know, even Canelo Alvarez loses a round or two in his fights and then knocks the hell out of the dude in, like, the seventh or eighth. Yeah. So, you know. Who's for there, so, there are so many... It, obviously, we can, you know, we could sit here and say, well, WWE step, stepped up their game, which, obviously, they did. But there are so many other factors why WCW just took a nosedive. It's like, I... If if Turner wouldn't have merged all of his companies, lost complete control, and then some idiot hired Vince Russo, I think you know they would have survived. They wouldn't have been beating WWF, but they would have survived. I I but, highly disagree. I mean, because you know Impact still going. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I I think that they like would the have found that a Impact way. Wrestling outlasts it has a longer shelf life now than WCW. Speaks right. volumes to me. WCW, I mean, it, it really, I mean, even when their ratings were complete crap, the only reason they were canceled was because they were like, the new executives were waiting. They were just waiting for a reason. They're like, all right, we're done. Time to turn the lights out. Sell to Vince. Got wrestling off our channel. Yep. Ted Turner wasn't in control anymore. If he was, because Ted Turner himself said, he's like, I don't care if I keep losing money on WCW. I like the product. You know, I'll keep it alive. As soon as he lost control, it's like, all right, the old man's out. Time to sell. I mean, sucks. I can see their, I can see their thing with that, though. I mean, maybe he's okay losing money, but they're not. Yeah. Well, the, I think he could have at least got some money back after a while. Maybe you know, 
maybe I'm wrong, but they would have had to hire new people. That's for damn sure, because Vince Russo sure as crap wasn't going to do it. But either way, WCW's November show is supposed to have some bizarre three-ring triangle with Ron Reese and the Giant and El Gigante oh. involved with the new or with the show uh, being. <laughs> not well, El, Gigante. El Gigante's in there. No, I think Ron Reese is like the karate or kung fu guy, right, or something like that. He, he's still called. He the, the, he's, he's still called still the Yeti? Yeti. Yeah, but he's dressed like a damn ninja. Yeah. Okay. That's what, yeah. Oh. I, which made zero effing sense, but whatever. <laughs> okay, I mean, but not you're that... saying that implies that the Yeti, real name, according to <laughs> made sense. So yeah, uh, I mean, I realized he was I'm dressed trying, like a giant I'm just mummy. To piece together your words here. He's trying to piece I, together your words. That's all. I know. I get. I get that he was originally dressed like, like they couldn't figure it out. It's like was that his supposed to be his gimmick? Was that he never dressed like an actual Yeti? He just kept wearing weird outfits. I don't know. Okay, it's going to sound horrible. Maybe, maybe I don't know. What the hell is a Yeti? Now, for me, uh, a Yeti is that bearded guy in the basement on Friends that Rachel and Phoebe fogged. Um, it's, that's a Yeti. <laughs> it's, it's an, a Yeti is an abominable snowman. Like, uh, okay, like so it's Bigfoot. not a mommy, and it's not a guy with a, a hippie-style beard. Okay, so right. we've eliminated the two Yetis I know of. Okay. Wow. So I mean, close, I was... That 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 creature that attacked Luke Skywalker in the cave in Empire Strikes Back. Is that what you're telling the me? The Wampa. Yeah. Yeah. It's closer to that. Yep. Okay. Uh, Mind blown. <laughs> well, the show. Well, the show is being built. I'm sorry, as, fun today. <laughs> well, the show is being billed as the War of the Worlds, and Doom will reunite for it. Uh, that does not uh, happen. And yeah, it can't happen. Right. <laughs> And it's called World War Three for anybody that doesn't know. I mean, some I of this happens. I'll stand by. I thought that was a cool name for a three-room battle royal. Yeah, like it was, the it was show fine. or not, I thought it was a cool concept. Three rings, World War Three. Yeah, it was. We could be on the something. brink of that in 2022 in real time, but let's not think about uh, that. Right. Um, yeah, this is uh, for everyone. But well, yeah, I kind of liked. It. I didn't. I didn't hate the concept. I thought it was unique. I thought the whole a giant in every ring was stupid, but you know, whatever. You had the giant in one ring. I, I uh, see your point, but I can also see Yeah, okay. They had they had the giant in one ring, uh the Yeti in another ring, and Hulk Hogan was supposed to be the third giant in the third ring. So Yeah. Well, uh, got to for anybody who doesn't know, Macho Man is, won that one. Is there any word on why El Gigante fell through? Uh, maybe they realized it would be a terrible idea. I don't know. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. All right, let's just put a little thing on here right now. We're gonna we're gonna say a lot of deceased wrestlers are bad. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not crapping on the human because we've now yeah, done it like right. three times the show. Do not tweet us and say we're being insensitive. <laughs> don't at Nobody's us, bro. About the human. Right. Well, I will say this. Uh, I mean. Say what you want about World War Three and whatever. I was just disappointed that we didn't get to see the the Yete foot buck anybody in this one like he did the month before, whilst being held down by the giant. <laughs> right. People always forget that they always go right to the Yete doing that to Hulk Hogan. Did they forget that the giant held him? The so giant he's an accessory to said rape. He was a he was an accessory to sodomy. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> 
Well, that could be excused as he wanted a group hug. The Yeti hugged him from behind and then, like, vibrated. Bear hug. Right. Yeah. Well, and then the Yeti wrapped his arms around and started, like, vibrating and shaking and crap. Like, what the hell? Why? Why the hell did he shake his hips? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well... (sighs) This, we got to review that show sometime uh, again. <laughs> this one, we go from I think that I w- watched now three times for you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, this one, we go from one WTF to another one. Uh, there oh, are more. Really? De- <laughs> oh, we're going to Memphis now. There are more details on the fight between Bill Dundee and Wolfie D, who is his son uh, in Memphis. Bill was cutting... Quick, for those who don't know, Wolfie D is part of PG-13, currently in WWE at this point, right? No, he's not right. there yet. Uh, no, he's not there yeah. yet. Or, yeah, no, Next not yet. Next year, yeah. okay. Uh, Bill was selling photos of himself and PG-13, and Wolfie wanted a cut. Uh, it quickly turned into a fight, and the discu- as these discussions often do, and Bill pulled a knife on him. Wow. Yes. So... Son? Is this blood son, by the way? Yes. So, Bill okay. was like, you want a cut of the pictures that, uh, that you're in? Well, here's my knife. That is a knife. <laughs> yeah. This is a knife. It's going in your ass. Oh, we walk in you forever. <laughs> <laughs> this is eff- That's like so effed up, man. Who pulls a knife on I their feel, son? I'm laughing. It's not, there's nothing funny about this, but it's the, the story. Also, yeah. nobody died, so that, that's a thing, too. And I'm going to assume nobody got cut, so it's cool. Right. Uh, <laughs> just, but just who pulls a knife on their son? Over, especially over something they, like this. Were they drunk? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't think so, but. No, I well, you, think so. It makes this a lot better, more tolerable. More palatable, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of. So, uh, yes, the answer to the question, yes, they were drunk. Okay. Well, speaking of people's uh, people's sons returning to Memphis here, uh, Techno Team 2000 returned to Memphis this week, pretend, pretending that their WWF stint never happened. Now, let's forget about uh, that oh crap. Oh, my God. Okay, you're I think it. it was, hold on real quick, not to veer off. I want to tell you before I forget. Um, I think I told you, Russo, I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, Cornette had a video where he talked about all of Russo's ideas. If I remember correctly, one of his ideas was to put Eric Watts in DX. What? I am not joking. I heard about Test. I never heard about Eric Watts. Wow. Okay, then. <laughs> so there you go. What was, his fascination high with, what was his fascination with Eric Watts? Because he brought him into TNA. <sighs> uh, I, I don't know. Wasn't he in WCW for a minute? Yeah, he was. Let's just put this out there real quick, though. Eric Watts is not a piece of crap. He's just not that great. Right. He's definitely not like a... It's not like a... Who's a terrible wrestler? Who's terrible? I don't know. Who's the guy he teamed with in Techno Team 2000? (laughs) There you go. There you go. Hey, he's not him. Yeah. But he was not worth a damn. Sorry. Right. My thing here is they say Techno Team 2000 returns, so it's like, okay, if they are returning with that gimmick and pretending like the WWF thing never happened, that's dumb. If they are changing the gimmick and pretending like that gimmick never happened, more power to you. I don't blame you. Yeah, that, like with with 
Chris Candido did when he left Skip behind, went to go be No Gimmicks Needed. That's leaving it behind. <laughs> Having yeah, the right. same damn name is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's do this terrible thing over here and forget that that terrible thing over there existed. <sighs> Whatever. You see uh, get those marks that you'll never be a booker it's stuff like this why i would never want to be one right i want to well, this... touch that crap i'll just watch i like to watch now available in the store good grief uh it is on a stand on uh, on a shirt go get one I like to watch hey like i said the holidays are right around the corner get yourself a, a shirt and get one for your the rest of your family too this one going from one indie to another in regards to Smoky Mountain Wrestling joining the NWA, Jim Cornette is saying that he was asked by Howard Brody, but, quote, politely declined. Good or Lord. Smoky Mountain to join the NWA? Yeah. I'd never heard that before. It's funny when Smoky Mountain was big-dogging the NWA in 95. <laughs> this goes uh, to show you that once WCW seceded from them, they were DOA. Yeah, right. Uh, there were rumors that he wouldn't join unless Brad Armstrong was made the NWA champion. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, BA. But, uh, but Cornette <laughs> denies that is the case and thinks that Dan Severn is just fine as champion. Uh, and, and who the hell am I to, to, to besmirch the yeah. name of Dan Severn? About to say, man, tread easily, man. We got in trouble for that. Oh, yeah. Apparently people, like, love this guy on YouTube for whatever effing reason. I don't but, hate him. I don't know why that's the thing. Oh, you're talking about him. It means you don't like him. I, I just said he was boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to deny. And I'm not talking about there's a difference between being a boring cage fighter, which he was not, and then well, being well that second fight with Ken Shamrock was like a 40 minute draw. They danced around for 40 minutes, so you might want to retract that. Oh, okay, well maybe there's that. But I and I'm not saying he was a bad wrestler. I'm saying he was boring. There are a lot of people that I think you're a good wrestler, but you're boring, and I would never pay to see you. Up until and, two weeks ago, as of recording this, I said the same thing about Chad Gable. And yeah. One, one Monday night with Kevin Owens changed my opinion. It, it happens. I like the shoosh battle that he had with Kurt. That was good. <laughs> but, well, it was stupid as hell, and I laughed so much. So. Yeah, right. Well, Brad Armstrong was a great wrestler. Didn't give a damn about him. Like, His biggest stuff came when he was parodying people during Vince Russo's WCW run, okay? Yeah, he right. was Buzzkill, that BU double Z. Gee, I wonder where they got that from. Yeah, um, right. And then he was in the uh, the No Limit Soldiers because, you know, the only white <laughs> guy in the whole group. Yeah, he fit. <laughs> yeah. And he had like a hot second where he was doing something where, where he was. Uh, well, first he was Fantasia, and then he was Bad Street with uh, and uh, Arachnaman, I believe. I want to say he was Arachnaman. He was the Candy Man. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Hey, all anyway. we did was just prove that that man could stay employed. So good for him. Yeah, right. Oh, like I said, he was a good hand. Nobody gave a damn. But however, he uh, he did tell Brody that. And Severin is limited by the number of opponents who could work his style, and that in the past, you champions had. Say. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the past, champions had to be a bit more, had to have a bit more versatility, which Cornette might have used Brad Armstrong as an example for, but that did not necessarily mean that he was pitching Brad as the NWA champion, or that he refused to join unless Brad was champion. For anybody that doesn't know, 
uh, Jim Cornette has a weird fascination with the Armstrong family. So I could very well see him pitching Brad as champion. Uh, well, Bob's a legend, and Road Dog's probably the greatest of all of them. So it's he's not definitely like the most famous. Up for yeah. a, it's not like he's sticking up for a bad family. Yeah. Uh, I mean, back in his day, Bullet Bob was a big draw, apparently. So I, I don't know. but He, he drew a few dimes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but mainstream wise, obviously Road Dog is the top, and then uh, I I always thought that Steve, yeah, Steve in the in the Young Pistols slash. I forgot uh, about Steve. Yeah. yeah, Scott. Every everybody who's watched wrestling for the past like twenty years knows who Scott is because he's refed like a bazillion matches. So that's hashtag hard body ref, man. Get that right. Damn, damn straight. Uh, moving over to this. Company now that we crapped on earlier. The Pitbulls won the ECW Tag Team titles from Stevie Richards and Raven on the September 16th ECW Arena show. Plus, Rey Mysterio Jr. and Psychosis debuted against each other and had what is somewhere between a four and five star match. Wow, now he's just throwing out there. Yes. Oh, you take ah, that. Four or five. Uh, <sighs> you, you take that back. Mysterio and Psychosis putting up four to five stars. I, I don't believe it. Uh, in Dave's defense, I did watch their ECW stuff, and it was always great. So, it, well, Ray Mysterio is just timeless, dude. He still wrestles to, like he's a freaking thirty-year-old man today. Right. I always thought Psychosis, is, like, was better than his push uh, made him seem. Uh, he he was always pretty good. Uh, last ECW thing here, they've added a new Dudley to the family, or excuse me, they've added new Dudleys to the family, including a guy doing a Native American gimmick named Dances with Dudley. Pause for that one. Uh, and also Chubby Dudley. Uh, you know, because Bubba Ray wasn't already Chubby Dudley. I was going to say, you know, as opposed to all the fit Dudleys. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know. That's just a whole family full of, uh, you know, fit. Skipping zips. Uh, yeah, right. They 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 were just you know hitting the gym, drinking nothing, you know, drinking that protein powder down, and uh, you know, really, I can't even finish this. <laughs> final <laughs> final story I have here. If people are triggered, you might want to skip ahead about like three four minutes. This is um, oh my God, I I, just, I want to talk about it though because we covered something like from this company in a past podcast. I don't remember which one, but. Holy hell, dude, you're setting this up bad. I'm like, I don't want to leave. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, the latest incredibly strange wrestling show in San Francisco, I know, I'm shocked too, uh, featured... Well, hold on, back then it was a good wrestling city, but let's hold on. Yeah, well, it featured the abortionist teaming with Cletus the Fetus as pro-life and pro-choice. <sighs> okay, I retract. Go ahead. <laughs> Their big heat angle was attempting to give female wrestler Jenny X an abortion with a coat hanger, even though she isn't pregnant. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Ku Klux Clown, managed by Harley Racist. Holy shit. <laughs> debuted against Yom Ripper. <laughs> oh, I don't we, don't, we don't discuss this ahead of time, so I don't know what he's going to say. Exactly. I wanted this. I'm to legitimately surprised. shocked. I was shocked writing this oh down. Uh, the show ended with J.R. Benson getting knocked out by the rapist, and when his valet was oh, we got, unable, we got an actual, uh, actual 
okay name in there, and then you said the rapist. Okay. <laughs> and when his valet was unable to successfully revive him by rubbing her panties in his face, she peed on him instead. I, I don't know it's what to just say. Just there for the sake of you editing anything. I, I'm speechless. <laughs> this happened. And this wasn't just like recently. This was in 1995. I cannot believe, even in San Francisco. I thought Gigi Dolan's. What was Gigi Dolan's name on the Indies? Priscilla Kelly. Yeah. Okay, so this makes what Priscilla Kelly did with the tampon look like WBPGTV. Yeah. That that makes it look like. This show here made it. Like, makes it look like, uh, you know. Everything else, like ECW, even is like uh, you know uh, Luthez card back in the forties or something. I think like, you said some crazy stuff there, but I can't get over the the coat hanger part. Yeah, I I don't know how far they went with some of the stuff, but somebody apparently did get peed on. So let's look at some of these names. That's the least of all the bad stuff you just said. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, we got the Ku Klux Clown and Harley Racist. Taking on a Jewish guy named Yom Ripper. <laughs> Forgive my innocence, but what's the Yom Ripper? Is that, a, is that supposed to be the, offensive? I don't. I don't get the. I mean, I'm thinking Yom Kippur. Okay, uh, there it is. It's probably what it is. I don't get the. So I'm assuming he's he's Jewish. I don't get the Ripper part. Uh, maybe he's like a serial killer Jewish guy. I don't. know. <sighs> We're, we're breaking this down too much. I I don't know. I I think we should get into the event. Oh, I, I I feel like I need to go take a bath before we do anything else. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I'll give you time to do shower. that. I need to like lay in the water and let it all wash off me, and then shower. Harry, I need to <sighs> bathe in bleach. <laughs> but I can't believe I actually. Oh, I didn't defend it. But like, oh, let's just hold on. You might be you might be overdoing it. No, no, you didn't. Yep, nope, this no. is that's as bad as I, I told you. I love stories about this just because it was like, this happened. So, I, I don't know. But we're going to take our next break. Uh, this this will cleanse you here. Uh, going into this break, we're going to let you know about some other great podcasts uh, that we know. One in particular is focused exclusively on hockey, and it is coming up on that time of year. When does, when does hockey season start, or has it already? Uh, uh, preseason's about to start here in a few weeks as of, as of this recording, maybe two weeks and then October is official puck drop alright then, well, get ready for the hockey season with our buddy Kyle, aka Shaggy over in Puckburg he'll be welcome he's there. an abs fan, but I still like him <laughs> right, and check that, uh, check that out you'll hear more information about it in the uh, break coming up and we'll talk to you on the other side of this about in your if house. you're still here <laughs> right <laughs> after this follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on twitter at main event underscore marks and on instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector by god somebody's interrupting the main event marks sit down jr it's just me kyle sullivan aka shaggy von doom your host of here in puckberg on the hockey podcast network I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. 
But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. At Long John Silver's, throw pouring overboard with the fish and shrimp feast, dipped in our signature batter, and fried to golden perfection. Complete your feast with Wisconsin white cheddar cheese bites and ride a wave of melty goodness. Order ahead at LongJohnSilver's.com. Fish yeah! The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. I showered, by the way. Sorry for the <laughs> long delay, by the way. So. <laughs> yeah, take uh, take an extra long break to go uh, just, just cleanse. Uh, to anybody who you have, that you last... have me rethinking my stance on not knowing the news ahead of time. Like, really? <laughs> I wanted you to be shocked with that one, okay? So I oh, stand well, by. Mission accomplished. You should pat yourself on the back. Very old with style. <laughs> but at what I don't, freaking cost? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I should. <laughs> If I should be proud of that one, but yeah, it happened. Either way, this one, uh, speaking of, I don't know if they should be proud of it. It's WWF in your house. Three triple header took place on September 24th, 1995. The tagline, three belts, one match. The venue was the, the, the venue was the Saginaw civic center in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, the attendance was 5,146 and the buy rate was 160,000 buys. Not too bad for an in-your-house. Not amazing, but not bad. Can you imagine if this was, like, in, like, years later? Like, the three belts, one match obviously wouldn't happen. It would be three championships, one match or something. It's like, yeah, because that rolls off the tongue real well. <laughs> uh, but in the opening package, effing package. Oh, yeah? Uh, Todd Pettengill says that Yokozuna and Owen Hart are, quote, Perhaps the greatest WWF tag team champions ever. Good lord. Uh, we get a three man com. You said that. Yeah. Like, dude, really? Like, we're, we're not that dumb. Uh, right? You gotta believe your guys are the best, to be fair. Well, yeah, I get that. But he said best champions ever. Like, in all the history of the WWF. Like, really? Like, Demolition hadn't even sued you at this point. <laughs> uh, but we get a three-man commentary booth with Vince McMahon, Jerry Lawler, and Jim Ross. We go to Savio Vega backstage, talking to the Spanish announced team. The camera keeps zooming in closer and closer until it's focused on his neck and out of focus. I don't know who the hell was playing around with stuff. Savio's got some weird hand symbol shaved into the back of his head. Uh, this is twang right here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 
Didn't when did he officially switch from Quang to Savio? I don't know when he switched, but I I feel like I remember Savio debuting at King of the Ring 1985. Okay. When Razor Ramon yeah. hurt his face. But I don't know if that's his debut. Maybe before. I don't know, but that's that's my earliest memory of him. I want to I'm sure was... I'll be getting that part on the on my trick through old school WWE. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, because I, I want to say Quang was in the rumble. Uh perhaps. Quang uh, literally just debuted where I am. Which okay. is Ma- April nineteen ninety four. So you could be right. It's less than a year away. Uh I guess uh, according to Wikipedia, Quang or excuse me, Wikipedia, uh Quang debuted on January tenth, nineteen ninety four. So I, I don't so know. So maybe maybe he debuted at house shows. He didn't debut on TV until after the Rumble, so his televised singles uh, uh, debut was January 30th episode of Wrestle Challenge or Wrestling Challenge. Okay, so there's no wrestling challenge, at least up to date, on Peacock. So if that happened, he was only on there. I never saw it. Ah, okay. And to your Keep point, me. I got an excuse for everything. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Under, <laughs> well, to your point, it said on April, the April 18th episode of Monday Night Raw, he lost to champion Bret Hart. Yes, so, that's when I go. first saw him. Yeah. So uh, his. He lost his final match to Hakushi on April 29th, 1985. Oh, man, the <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, he, yeah, he lost to Hakushi April 29th, 1995's episode of WWF Superstars. And then on May 14th, uh, he shows up in uh, street clothes at the first In Your House pay-per-view. Okay, so that's the first. That's appearance. right, yes. He shows up and helps Razor fight off some people. That's right. Yeah, now I remember I, that. I okay. knew he's brought it back. Yeah. I, I thought he was in the rumble. That's why I was like, cause I remember our trek through 95 years ago and I'm like, uh... but anyway, they tried to do a split screen during Waylon Mercy's entrance. And it takes him a good five seconds into Mercy's promo to get the audio switched over. <sighs> but anyway, we get Waylon Mercy versus Savio Vega here. Speaking of asses and seats for seven minutes and six seconds. They cut away from the match at one point for Doc Hendricks backstage, saying that Owen Hart isn't there. Savio wins with I'll a kick. He sounds like grandma after smoking a couple packs of cigarettes, by the way. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> uh, Savio wins with a spinning wheel kick. This was slow and a bit sloppy. Uncle Dave calls the yeah. end of Waylon Mercy's character a, quote, mercy killing. Ha <laughs> puns. Ooh, clever. Yeah. Uh, he gave it a quarter of a star. <laughs> I, gave, <laughs> I gave it a star and a half. Let's say you. I gave it one. It sucked. Yeah. One good. My only thing was it didn't last too long, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank God. Well, backstage, Doc Hendricks runs into the Same heel locker room. <laughs> he runs into the heel locker room where Jim Cornette is arguing with Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, Cornette claims that Owen Hart is here in Michigan. Hendricks asks if the main event is in jeopardy, and Monsoon says no. You can now see a video of Henry O. Godwin slopping Psycho Sid on superstars, and then Sid goes backstage and goes nuts. Uh, Godwin then I want sl- to say, by the way, this was his face turn. Henry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he was a heel, uh, a heel for the longest Ooh. time before this. I do remember that. The slap of the bucket was over. Uh, Godwin also slopped Ted DiBiase twice in the past month. And now we get this. It is Psycho Sid with Ted DiBiase versus Henry O. Godwin. 
you know, because Henry O. Godwin stands for, or, you know, his initials are pig. Or, no, I'm sorry, that's hog. Ret- yeah, You're getting ahead. Hog. His <laughs> initials are hog. Phineas is Phineas I. Godwin, so he's pig. God. Uh, I can't even keep the. Thank you for getting that straight. right. Yeah. Because, you know, we needed that correction. Right. Well, this is about seven and a half minutes long. This is the first referee I've seen in the WWF wearing a long sleeved referee shirt. Kind of weird. I'm wondering if he had tattoos and Vince was like, cover them up, pal. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Weird. You got to go back and check it out. It's, uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm thinking he had tattoos. Yeah. Uh, On commentary, Lawler trashes on Ross for being uh, being from Oklahoma, though, uh, throughout (laughs) the whole damn match. This I, is, I chuckled a bit, so... Yeah, it is funny, but yeah. Uh, I, I like how he has the high ground being from Memphis, Tennessee. Like, really? Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's so much better. I mean, maybe. But, but either way, Godwin hits Sid with the slot drop, but Diesel... DiBiase pulls him off for the cover. DiBiase gets involved again, and this leads to Sid powerbombing Godwin and getting the pin. Uncle Dave notes that Danny Davis now looks like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber with his new haircut. <laughs> so I guess this is Danny Davis. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> uh, it's a very timely reference, too. You gotta give it to him. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he also says that Godwin is okay, but Sid was horrible. And he gives it a half a star. I give it a star and a half. Let's say you. I gave it a star. Yeah, a not great. One. A whole one. Yeah. A solid star. Right. Yeah, I mean, Henry Henry Godwin was always pretty decent. Uh, I urge everybody uh, to go find a 1995 match on Superstars with Diesel. It's like probably the best Henry Godwin match you'll ever see. Huh. My that's, uh, that's obscure, but all right. It's true. Well, after the match, Sid rolls Godwin out of the ring and then argues with Ted over who will slop Henry. Bam Bam Bigelow now runs down to attack them, and then Kama comes out to attack Bigelow. They uh, go to slop Bigelow, but Henry grabs the bucket and puts the whole thing over DiBiase's head. Ted then goes nuts in anger. Ugh, man. Now, to the back, where Doc Hendricks... Doc Hendricks asks Gorilla Monsoon if the main event match will go on. Gorilla says that he's giving Cornette the choice. Either Yokozuna defends the tag team titles alone, or Cornette chooses a replacement partner for Yoko for one night only. The video is now shown of British Real Bulldog. Quick, uh, if, if you had a brain watching the show, you knew who the replacement was going to be. So say yeah, that right. Now. Well, speaking of that uh, a video is shown of the British Bulldog turning heel heel by attacking Diesel from behind and getting him laid out by Mabel. Now we get the British Bulldog versus Bam Bam Bigelow in 12 minutes. The Bulldog got a haircut right before this event. Bam Bam is back to doing his cartwheel instead of his skip jump that he used to do during his entrance. That was kind of weird. Uh, but they break away. It's a baby face the- thing, mother after- yeah, the cartwheel is fine, but when he was doing the skip jump, I'm like, what that? Like, who told you to do that? Uh, but they break away. Oh, he's got a skip. Wow. 
A breakaway during this one to show Jim Cornette asking Sid to team with Yokozuna. In the match, Bam Bam goes for the moonsault and misses. Bulldog gets a two count off of it and then goes up top with a flying headbutt. They fight a little while longer. Then Bulldog throws Bam Bam chest first into the corner. Bam Bam comes out and Bulldog nails the power slam for a win. Not a terrible match. I just couldn't bring myself to care. Uncle Dave gave it a star and three quarters. I gave it an even two. What say you? I gave it two. Best match of the night so far. Um, and, that, yeah. and that's faint praise. It's true, <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> right. Well, they now show a video preview for WrestleMania 11, the special, because who wouldn't want to relive all of that? Oh, they always just show Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor and, the, and Diesel Michael, so. Yeah, the only two things worth watching on that card. Everything else sucked. <sighs> if I remember correctly, that would be the last WWE thing broadcast on Fox until they picked up SmackDown three years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Not counting syndicated superstars. No one counts that. That's just thrown out there for someone to pick up. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, Re- WrestleMania 11, the special. Shut up and take my money. There you go. Anyway, if I remember uh, correctly, I think it replaced that show New York Undercover when it aired, and I was pissed. I like that show. I don't, I've never even heard of that show. I just put it on Peacock. I've been watching it back. It's a really good show. It's nice. the first ever buddy cop show in history. Did not feature uh, the, the, the cops weren't white. One was black, one was Puerto Rican. So it was like wow. kind of groundbreaking for the movie. So. Makes sense for New York. You wouldn't get just. You wouldn't have just like a bunch of white guys in New York. <laughs> but Bob Backlund walks to the ring now carrying a Webster's Dictionary and shouting at fans. <laughs> he grabs a microphone and uses... President's wife's secretary. You better tell me here. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs a microphone and uses big words to insult the fans' reading and writing skills. Backlund then introduces... <laughs> Backlund then introduces... <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll get to him here in a second, too. But Backlund then introduces Dean Douglas. They show videos of Razor Ramon and Douglas getting into it all month long. Uh, real quick, uh, a buddy of mine, Kyle, from the uh, the Apron Bump podcast, he tweeted One something of the out. Kyle's, yes. Yeah, right. Now, we know way too many Kyles. But he tweeted something out, something about, it's like, uh, who's somebody that, you know, it's like, I. He just couldn't give a damn about it. It's like, I know they were a big thing at some point. It's just like, I don't get it. I think it. I saw and, this. Yeah, and he was like, my thing <sighs> was always Bob Backlund. And I said, yeah, my thing was Jim Duggan. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, he shouted USA, and he was fun when I was a kid, I guess. But he sucked. I just never cared. But, yeah, you know, Bob Backlund. I'm stuck on this. I mean, I just, when I was a kid, I just not give a damn about what everyone loved. I still don't have an answer. Yeah. Yeah, so Bob Backlund was always... I, I never liked Bob Backlund. I never saw anything in him. I, it just It's like, oh, yeah, him. All right. But he was a big thing in, back in the WWWF. Whatever. Well, this match... I love is, double, double, double F. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> this one is Dean Douglas with Bob Backlund in his corner taking on... Razor Ramon, just shy of 15 minutes. Razor starts off hot on Douglas. They cut away at one point to show Jim Cornette asking King Mabel to team with Yokozuna. Mabel and Yoko just stare each other down. 
Douglas shoves Razor into referee Tim White at one point. That's not wise. As the ref is getting up, Razor nails the Razor's edge, and the one, two, three kid rushes in to count the three. Razor gets mad at Kid because he's not the legal ref, and he shoves Kid out of the ring. Diesel then gets Razor in a sloppy O'Connor roll while holding the tights for the win. Pretty good match. Surprised to see Douglas go over, though. Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars. I give it two and a half for average. Let's say you. I gave it two. Not bad. This one, two, three kit thing is building something bigger, though. So. Right. Stay tuned. I hope Douglas got paid well for this because this gimmick sucked. Nobody gave a damn. I don't know. And he ends up going back to ECW in the end anyway. But after the match. Yeah, where the real money's at. Yeah, right. That's why I said I hope you get paid a, for this. And on a good month, you might see part of your check. <laughs> good Lord. After the match, Razor rolls Kid back into the ring and slaps him. Kid tries to kick Razor, and all the geeks get in the ring to separate them. They now show Those a commercial. Are what are they doing? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> These two are all over the map. They show a commercial for In Your House 4 live from Winnipeg, Canada next month. It will Which be discussed in the news. It's going to be a hit and a half. Exactly. They say it's going to be The Undertaker versus King Mabel, Rongo, uh, and the debut of Goldust. I know. Yay. <laughs> uh, but now to the back yet again. To the back. Doc, Doc Hendricks is advertising that if you call now, you can get a Shawn Michaels hat and sunglasses combo, along with uh, some kind of videotape. I don't know. But Diesel and Shawn Michaels then uh, get interviewed and compare wrestling Owen Hart and Yokozuna and Owen not being there to wanting to hook up with a chick and she's kind of nutty and it never works out. <laughs> yeah, because that made sense. Right. This is effing weird. Good they got some Lord. weird promos. That's, they always like, it's like, did they just like, they're like, ah, whatever, we'll just say whatever we want. And, you know, who cares? Because I remember there was one in your house. Oh, they probably Diesel... realized nobody was watching in your house. That's so fine. <laughs> I, I remember there was one in your house where Diesel was going out to defend the title and he looks at the uh, uh, Todd Pittengill's trying to get a word with him before he goes out and he's like it's about to get funky and then he just like walks out like what the hell was that again no one's watching right but Diesel says I smell a rat and Sean says I thought that was just Doc over here <laughs> oh, man. these guys were ridiculous but anyway, before the next match, they show that Jean-Pierre Lafitte has been stealing Bret Hart's sunglasses from children and has recently stolen Bret Hart's leather jacket. He actually wears Bret's jacket to the ring here for this next match. It is the whole Jean- thing here was like Bret's mom made that for him, and that's why he was pissed about it. Yeah. <laughs> that well, looks I mean, like... there's context to it, though. He didn't just take a jacket because that would have been stupid. Not that this yeah. wasn't, but it's a little less. Gotta be fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, what do pirates do, Greg? They steal things. There you go. Well, uh, normally in baseball, pirates just lose, but I don't you know. Whatever. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is Jean-Pierre Lafitte versus Bret Hart in about 16 and a half minutes. And uh, yes, this is the best they can do with Bret Hart in September of 1995. Apparently yes, so. Jump. Perhaps the greatest wrestler on the planet this time is doing this. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, the crowd blows the damn roof off the building for Brett. Which... Thank you for proving my point. Exactly. <laughs> uh, when he gets in the ring, the feet takes a powder. Brett does a suicide dive onto him, but overshoots him and does a front flip onto the floor, taking that whole suicide dive thing literally. Uh, this is actually he, a very iconic shot, by the way. You watch any Brett tribute video ever, you see this shot. So, Great. Well, he's right up, however, beating the tar out of the pirate all over ringside. Lafitte controls most of the match. McMahon says, I'm sure Jean-Pierre Lafitte is making himself the same, or is asking himself the same question that everyone who's been in the ring with Bret Hart, you included Jerry Lawler, eventually asked themselves. And Lawler says, how do I, how do I stand the smell? <laughs> All right. Dude, he's like, how once removed from eating his feet? That was disgusting. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. I will say this is a uh, guy. Yeah, I popped for that one. But Lafitte misses the cannonball. He misses another to the outside later on. In the end, Brett locks in the sharpshooter and rolls it in while on the mat. Like, picture that they're laying on the mat, and he locks it in and, like, rolls over and locks it in. Exactly how he beat Kurt Henning in 1991 at some I believe. Ah, I forgot about that one. But the, uh, I will say this, it was a pretty damn good match. Uh, Uncle Dave notes that, quote, for all the negatives thrown at Bret Hart, or actually at Hart's mouth, or that Hart's mouth throws at himself, he is a fantastic worker. And when it comes to uh, when it comes to major shows, end quote. Okay. He also, What's major about this? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the one thing. It's like uh, this is a major show. I mean, I, I guess it's whatever. But anyway, uh, he also says that Lafitte is an excellent worker who lacks charisma. You don't say. He gives us four stars. Get the I, hell out. I gave it three. Let's say you. I, I gave it three as well, but man. And four. I will not to spoil anything. This is the best match of the entire night, but right. wow. Four. Yeah, four effing stars. Like, were you that impressed because everything else up to this point kind of sucked? Also, right. uh, I, I just realized something in, in you running down the match. You just realized multiple times the pirate did a cannonball. I completely missed that one. Yep. I did yeah, never even piece that together. <laughs> right. But yeah, he took a freaking like big ass bump to the outside, which he still does that kind of crap. It's like, damn, dude, are you made of steel? Like, what the hell? But after this the match, is back before Jumpstart was an official thing. Yeah, right. After the match, Brett takes his leather jacket back and celebrates in it. So, yay, everybody's happy. The pirate can sail off into the sunset. To the back, yet again, where Doc Hendricks. Doc Hendricks shows the British Bulldog will be Yokozuna's tag team partner. Bulldog changed his tights. I, for one, was shocked as hell. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, uh, you mean the other guy in Camp Cornette? Like, yeah. I guess, was he technically at this point in Camp Cornette, or was that coming up? He was, yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, so go figure. But earlier, he was wearing red and gold. Or, or, no, I'm sorry, right here he's wearing red and gold. Earlier, he was wearing red, white, and blue. So he pulled a Macho Man and changed for his next match. But Gorilla Monsoon says that the Bulldog has an opportunity to become either the world champion, intercontinental champion, or lose the tag titles for Yoko and Owen. And now, uh, Vince McMahon, Jim Ross, and Jerry Lawler have some really crappy audio as they go over the PA system to pimp some merchandise. Alundra Blaze models the event t-shirt and everyone, or for everyone and shows off that 
people who order the t-shirt get a free WWF videotape. How okay. ironic that we're a couple weeks away from her leaving. Maybe this was the tipping point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is all you can do with a Lunder Blaze? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, she's a good-looking woman, but she's not going to go out there and model for you. Whatever. Anyway, uh, we're going to take this opportunity to take our next break. When we come back, it's main event time. All right, for this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast? How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm an indie vet. I'm also home from work at 6 and already transformed into a princess. Mommy, put on your crown. That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie Vets. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. We're back. We're back. Main event is here. I had to take another shower, by the way, after that last uh, the new segment. But, yeah, I took another one. Hey, well, you, you should have been cleansed by Bret Hart versus the Pirate. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is Yokozuna and the British Bulldog with Mr. Fuji and Jim Cornette in their corner taking on Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Big D. All the titles are on the Two line. Dudes with attitudes. Exactly. Uh, this goes for 15 minutes, 42 seconds. Diesel singlet and Sean's ass say dudes with attitude on them. Uh, they have a graphic on the side that looks like they're going to do a split screen for like two minutes before they actually show it. Then the replay is all pixelated. <laughs> so let's just say WWF stepped up their game after a while with live TV. Diesel motions for the jackknife on Bulldog at one point, and HBK takes out Cornette on the apron. Yoko hits a Samoan drop on Diesel before Sean super kicks him out of the ring. 
Bulldog hits Diesel with a power slam, and HBK elbow drops the back of Bulldog while he's laying on Diesel. Owen Hart now suddenly shows up and dives off the top rope into a punch to the gut and a jackknife powerbomb. Diesel pins him to win the WWF Tag Team titles. How is Owen Hart legally allowed to compete? I have no idea. Uh, good match, but the ending was confusing. Uncle Dave gave it three stars. I gave it three and a quarter, or, or I gave it three stars too. Sorry. Uh, oh my God, you just took his rating system. <laughs> uh, that's right. You threw a quarter on there. Yeah, I, I, I mean three stars, not a quarter. Gosh, I, I'm never going to give anything a quarter. Uh, you slapped in the face for that. But I gave doing? it three as well. <laughs> I'll give it three as well. Good match. Uh, was. That, just that ending was like the F. Yoko was almost immobile at this point, but he could still move a bit. So, I don't know. But after the match... Diesel or Shawn Michaels and Diesel pose with all the title belts as a spotlight hits them and the pyro goes off in the rafters. Uncle Dave would have given the show a thumbs up if the main event wasn't right out of the WCW Screwjob playbook. And then, even worse, it turned into an AWA Screwjob where you send the fans home happy and then reverse the decision on TV the next night. In fact, Uncle Dave thought that Fall Brawl was a better show this month mostly because it actually did a good job of making the giant look like a threat to Hulk Hogan, whereas nobody could possibly buy Davy Boy Smith as a top challenger to Diesel now. I uh, disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see him as, like, a geek. He almost had Diesel beat right here, so I... I don't know. I don't know if I... I didn't think necessarily he was going to beat him, you know, the next month, but... I don't think it was like completely out of the realm of possibilities. Whatever. Obviously, it didn't happen, but you know what I mean. But we're going to take our final break of the podcast. When we come back, it is the final ratings. And we'll tell you what's coming up in the coming weeks on the podcast right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. 
when temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Uh, so before we get into the final ratings, I just thought, so Dave said, well, I would have given the show a thumbs up if not for the finish and whatever. It's like, so it was in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> my thing is like, so if the finish was different, you would have given the show a thumbs up. <laughs> like, why? Like, <laughs> Based on what? <sighs> but either way, Internet Movie Database gave this a 5.9 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it a 5.93 out of 10. I give it a 6.5 out of 10 for probably a D minus. What say you? I gave it a C minus. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, maybe a D, D plus. I, I don't know. It's uh, wasn't the worst piece of crap I ever seen. Uh, most of these in your houses, especially in '95, were not great. So they were just were, something. Uh, two hour, fifteen dollar digestible shows. I believe that was the selling point. Yeah, pretty much. So I don't know. It's uh, it, like I said, it wasn't bad. I, mean, I can think of worse ways to spend your time. Uh, I mean, hell, I can think of worse things. Yeah, hell would to, be a worse thing to spend your time on, yeah. Good lord. Uh, I can think of worse ways to spend your time watching things on Peacock. So, there you go. But, anyway, uh, that does it for this show. Coming up in the coming weeks, uh, I'm excited for next week. We're covering WCW Fall Brawl 1998. And it is double main event week, so for the bonus show on Friday, we're also covering NWA Clash of the Champions 3 Fall Brawl. So one of these we'll shows be... is pretty good. The other one, yeah, well, it happened. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about that. We don't talk about enough 1998, or we haven't recently. I'm looking forward to that. Well, the no, news... that's because 25 years is next year, and your annual compulsiveness won't allow you to do much until next year. Don't hey, try to mask couple... it. The next couple of months, I'm trying to switch things up here and there. Uh, the bonus show is, I can't remember what year that's in, 88, 89, something like that. Uh, uh, God, I just watched it. Um, it's definitely yeah. a horrible camera. There's definitely a lot of bullets. <laughs> Good um, lord. Yeah, so, you know, do the uh, math on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it, took, yeah, it took place in 88. So that's, uh, that's not exactly the, you know, same, uh, you know, not not one of them. like. Different uh, Oh yeah, it's 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 a little out there. Uh, it's headlined by Sting and Barry Windham for the NWA United States title. 
Uh, you literally you know, can't th- go wrong with that. Right. There's other stuff on the card. It's like, eh, whatever. You know, uh, I mean, we talked about one of these guys earlier. Mike Rotunda defends the TV title against Brad Armstrong in the opening match. So, eh, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. I haven't seen it yet. You know, I, yeah, I always get something not, out of these shows. You're not, wasting, you're not wasting your time, but it's not that great. But it's not like, yeah. oh, God, I want my time back. Right. Yeah, some of these Clash of the Champions were just kind of like, mm, okay. But we're closing Which out is kind of funny because these were before the era of pay-per-views every month. These were supposed to be like pay-per-view quality. You don't get yeah. that a lot. <laughs> I know. But we're closing out the month on September 28th with WWF Ground Zero in your house from 1997. So we're going back to 97, seeing what happened in September. I got a feeling you and I are going to split on that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see what the show looks like. I haven't watched it yet, so looking forward to that. Uh, Looking ahead to October, I'm not going to pimp it yet, but uh, that one I tried to go a little here, a little there, a little everywhere, uh, covering different things. Should be a fun month. Very much looking there forward is a, to it. There's a guaranteed five-star match in the month of October. I'll just say that. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, looking forward to watching all these. But Well, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yep. And we will see you all next week with two rounds of Fall Brawl. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.